news in the NFL. The schedule releases tonight. Of course, we will have a special call-in show at about 8 o'clock as the cold schedule is released. Download the call-in app. You can call in. Just hit a button. You don't dial or anything, and you can talk, and we can kind of chop it up about the schedule, what you think the record of the Colts is going to be in 2022, going to be all kinds of fun. Again, download the, the call-in app. I want to take a look this morning at the Colts roster, where there have been changes, were they necessarily upgrades, and how much lift has this roster gotten over this offseason so far? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Drew Holiday last night for the Bucks. Two huge defensive plays. Yes, dunks get all the splash, right, on ESPN. But if you make defensive plays like Drew Holiday did last night, your team is going to win playoff games. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Renegade Tour kind of trying to go up against the PGA and why Sergio Garcia is straight out of his mind. This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday. May 12th, 2022, we're brought to you as always by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They do great work. Seriously, we talk about leaks and number two and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny and whatnot, but you need a good plumber from time to time. If you got pipes, you're going to have leaks. And when you got leaks, you need a plumber. And Johnson is the best provider of outstanding plumbing in central Indiana. Give them a call, 765 610 09's the number. Hit the subscribe button, punch like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. And if you have a question of an urgent nature, donate. It pops right up. I'll see it and I'll answer it. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. We're a little bit early this morning, but that's the way it goes. All right. Like I said, the schedule releases tonight and we'll have the special call-in show. Uh, what we're going to find out is when the Colts are going to play their games. All NFL teams, when they're going to play their games. For us, we know who they're going to play, right? We, we kind of know the what. We want to see the when. And what I want to see, I know this sounds ridiculous, and this flies in the face of conventional logic. I want as many Sunday at 1 o'clock games as you can possibly get. I love Sunday at 1 o'clock games. I do not like weekends where the Colts play at night. Because Sunday at 1 o'clock, I'm wondering what the hell I should do. And I don't want to watch the Bears and the Vikings. I don't want to watch the Rams play at the Giants. I don't want to watch those games as much as I want to watch the Colts play against the Titans or the Texans or the Jaguars or the Commanders or whomever. I want Colts Sunday, 1 o'clock. I know everybody else wants the night games. They see it as nationally prestigious. I see it as a pain in the ass. All right, we'll talk about it on call-in tonight. You can call in and call me an idiot for that. Let's talk about the Colts roster. We've kind of been breaking it down in different ways, but I want to take a look at different positions where there have been changes. Some changes, we've seen, seen slides from one place to another. I'll give you, for instance, at defensive end. You've got Quiddy Pay moving from the Leo, kind of, that edge on the right side of the defensive line, over to the left side. So you've got Ngakwe for Pay. Then you've got Pay for, let's say, Lewis. All right? That is really one change, but it provides two opportunities for lift. So let's go through. We'll start with the offense, and we'll start with the place that requires the most attention still, 
and that's at wide receiver. I don't believe that the Colts have a wide receiver one. They're going to hope that Michael Pittman is that guy. But I don't think they have a, a go-to wide receiver. I just don't. You don't have that guy who's going to move the chains for you on a regular basis or be that deep threat. So I don't think they even have a wide receiver one. They do have a wide receiver two, and that's Michael Pittman. And Michael Pittman is, I think, toward the top level of wide receiver twos in the NFL. And maybe in his third year, he moves up into that one, but he doesn't seem really to have the set, that toolbox that you need to be a, a, a top-flight, elite-level wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe with Matt Ryan, he can get there. But I think Michael Pittman is a very, very good wide receiver, too. Let's see if he can move into that kind of middle range of wide receiver ones. If he can, that's really good for the Colts. Uh, but he's a very solid, too. At wide receiver three, you move on, it looks like, from T.Y. Hilton to Paris Campbell. Yikes. This is, at I think, at best a wash. You know, Paris Campbell can't stay healthy. T.Y. Hilton couldn't stay healthy last year. Neither terribly productive. Paris Campbell has played less games that are in a normal regular season over his first three seasons. That's not the kind of health you want out of a wide receiver who's going to build a long-term career for you and, and be a counted-on asset in moving the football. So, but it's not a downgrade, you know what I mean? And if at wide receiver three, you wind up with Alec Pierce rather than Paris Campbell, and Pierce can go every week for the Colts, maybe that's an upgrade. At the slot, I don't know what you do at the slot. I'm going to put it like the, the Colts haven't had like a traditional slot. They had Pascal in the slot, really good run blocker. Not a great receiver last year, but I think that might have been part and parcel with, with Carson Wentz being the quarterback. Carson Wentz a little less accurate, certainly, and a little less timely in his throws than Phillip Rivers was the year before when Pascal was really pretty good. This it is going to be an area where maybe Naheem Hines winds up being the guy in the slot. I think that that would be an interesting move, and I think that would be an upgrade. I think Naheem Hines certainly has better big playability than Zach Paschal did or does or will with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I, I like Naheem Hines a lot. He's a terrific backup running back, a change of pace guy, kind of Darren Sproles gadget guy for the Frank Reich offense. Uh, in the slot, I think maybe he can find a little bit of a home. At tight end, you go from Doyle to Ali Cox. From, uh, you know, I, Doyle, I, I like Doyle a lot. Retiring, that's a shame. Jack, the Cathedral grad, wonderful dude, and a uh, just an absolute lover of the game of football. And you hope that Mo Ali Cox can step in and that his reduction in catch rate was caused by Carson Wentz. I know people hate to hear it, but let's hope that that was the case because he went from about an 80% guy to about a 55% guy from one year to the next, Rivers to Wentz. Let's hope it had a lot to do with Wentz, and let's hope that Matt Ryan continues his career of getting tight ends busy and getting them productive because if he does... Mo Ali Cox is going to have a breakout year, and if he does, 
that's going to be really, really good. What you can't count on, and what I see fans trying to count on, is that in the aggregate, the Colts wind up with uh, a really good tight end play because they got three guys. They got Ollie Cox, they got Jelani Woods, and they've got Kylan Granson. Mushing those three guys together does not create one super tight end. It creates three, as we see it today, mediocre tight ends. Um, the offensive line is pretty much status quo, minus two spots, it looks like. I don't think they're going to slide Braden Smith from the right side to the left side. What I've heard is that's like telling a right-handed pitcher to go out and throw left-handed. That just doesn't work. So if you've got Braden Smith, Danny Pinter moving in for Mark Lowinski, which I think is at worst even water level, all right? Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, and then at left, left tackle, Matt Pryor. We won't call him Perry anymore. Matt Pryor or Bernard Ryman. If Ryman can displace Pryor, you feel really good about Ryman, right? I think this offensive line, especially because Matt Ryan's going to be under center and his movements are predictable in the pocket, this is going to be a year where we see some lift for the offensive line. At edge, Ngakwe moves to the Leo, that right defensive end. Pay moves to the left. That's an upgrade at both. You've got Ngakwe for Pay. Ngakwe always 8 to 12 sacks out of that position. Pay is going to be an upgrade over Taekwon Lewis, who started there last year. And maybe Dio Odengbo comes in and spells Pay or Ngakwe and plays really good football. We're hoping that Odengbo winds up being really, really good. Uh, linebacker and a tackle. Everything's status quo. Everybody's back. Stewart and Buckner at the tackle spots. And I know there are other guys who are mushing in there. And we say that eight defensive linemen are necessary to blah, 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 blah. It's absolute nonsense. You need two great defensive linemen. People say, look at the Rams. They, they were fresh in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they had Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. If you got Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, you can surround them with six guys. Guys. And you're going to be fine. You need two really good defensive linemen. And then you need guys, all right, that, you know, pile up to eight, please. Um, at linebacker, you got Leonard, you got Okereke, you got Franklin, you got pretty much the same backups as speed. It's all going to be fine at linebacker. Quarterback, Rhodes gone to Gilmore. That's an extreme elevation if Gilmore stays healthy. Then you've got Yassine to either Rodgers or Faison. That is a big up. I know Yassine played pretty well last year. Uh, safety, you got the same guys coming back in Blackman and Willis. You hope that Blackman's going to be healthy. But then you've kind of recruited over the top, and you've gotten Rodney McLeod. And then you drafted Nick Cross out of Maryland. Feel really good about both those guys. That position is going to lift. At kicker, you got Blankenship, right? Or maybe Verity takes the job. I don't know. Sanchez Rhodes obviously are going to maintain their jobs. You got to get great kicking. We said it yesterday. The Super Bowl was a three point game. Both of the conference championships, three point games. The wild or the divisional round of the playoffs, three of the four 
were three-point games. The other was a six-point game. You've got to get accurate field goal kicking if you want to advance in the postseason. The Colts, at least in part, lost two years ago to the Bills in the postseason because Blankenship missed. So they lost by three. Nauseating. You don't want to lose by kicking. We saw it. Vanderjat still the eighth most, most accurate kicker in the history of the NFL. He was replaced by Vinatieri because it's not that you make, it's when you make. Blankenship, do you trust Blankenship? With the season on the line, 45-yard field goal, three seconds left. Is he the guy you want to send out there? That's the question that uh, Chris Ballard's going to have to ask himself and answer. Jonathan Taylor, Bobby O'Karake, Zaire Franklin spoke to the media yesterday. I loved what Jonathan Taylor had to say uh, about this offseason. He, he went through, the, through last season trying to figure out where the one or two plays were that could have changed the season for the Colts and what he could do to build himself back better so those one or two plays could be executed at a higher level. This is a guy who led the NFL in rushing yards by about 450. Uh, Drew Holiday was awesome last night in the final two defensive possessions for the Bucs. That's why they won. Giannis, yeah, 40 points. Great. But Drew Holiday with that block and, and then the controlling of the basketball on Marcus Smart, as Marcus Smart tried to put himself in a position and knock down a, a lead-changing bucket with under 30 seconds left, and then Drew Holiday with a steal of Mar Marcus Smart late still, Unbelievable last night, Drew Holiday. Now the Bucks go back to Milwaukee with a chance to wrap things up tomorrow night. Uh, the Grizzlies won last night, 134-95. The Warriors were just not competitive. They keep their series alive. Game six tomorrow night there. PGA Tour. Sergio Garcia is looking forward to leaving the PGA Tour and playing in that renegade nonsense that the Saudis are financing with Greg Norman. Look, the PGA Tour was built on the shoulders of guys like Gene Saracen and Byron Nelson and Ben Hogan and Sam Snead, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods. You want to deny that and move on to something else, you go right ahead. If Sergio Garcia thinks that there are more than 50 golfer, golf fans on this planet outside the country of Spain where he's from who would pay to watch him play golf, he's out of his mind. Sergio Garcia, like if, if they were playing a tournament at Crooked Stick, would you go out of your way to watch Sergio Garcia play? You got out of your mind? No. These guys always overestimate their own brand value to their own detriment. The PGA Tour, it, look, you look at the lineage, you look at the people who have poured sweat into that enterprise, and then you just turn your back on it and you run to Greg Norman? You out of your mind? You think Greg Norman has the golfers, has professional golf's best interest in mind in launching this thing with Saudi Arabians? Are you crazy? What is the matter with people? Justin Thomas, 100% right. If you want to go, go. Don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. All right, let's celebrate some birthdays on this Thursday in Central Indiana. Jack Maxwell, Danny Rocket, Rosemary Wise, B. David and Jacqueline Ridpath, Terry Emenheiser, Julie ate all of his peanuts when we were roommates in uh, in Bloomington, Jamie Curlew, 
former Indiana Hoosier, L. Burke, Ike Eichenberger, love Ike, uh, went to high school with him, Rob Sweeney, Rob Mettinger, the great Lisa Brown, Jay Springer, Bob Norton, JBLs. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, this afternoon, we talk about the Colts. We talk about the Hoosiers. I can't wait to talk to you later today, probably about 5 o'clock. A little bit of a late day, got to tell you the truth. And then tonight, right around 8, on the call-in app, we're talking about the Colts' schedule release. Can't wait.